Well, a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm D. Paul Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America, right here on a snowy day in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me all the way from the more moderate left coast, but always entering stage right is my wonderful co-host, the actor, director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. And a very good day to you, sir. Philip, how is everything going out in Los Angeles? Well, good morning to you and our listeners as well. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're in the same boat as you. We don't have snow, but uh, we are, uh, as you are, apparently deep into winter. We are smack into winter with the um, the temperatures at night here going pretty much as, as low as they go uh, in the winter time. So we're right in it. You know, uh, it's yeah. all relative, of course, but... Um, <laughs> You're not but, putting uh, your boots on to go walk outside, I don't think. No, but it's cold. It, it oh. uh, you know, it goes up <laughs> to the uh, low forties and upper thirties. And if you've lived here for uh, you know fifty years, it's 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 not inconsiderable. Of course, it's not what it is in other places. But uh, so we're both deep into winter. Winter, um, indeed. And it, it's it's beautiful, but, uh, you know, with the sweaters, and that's fun. You know, you get to layer clothing, whereas most of the time in Los Angeles, a, a T-shirt is uh, is uh, is where it's at, right, you know. Right, um, yeah. we've got I've got some, uh, as we've talked about a thousand times, uh, California is the gift that keeps giving uh, in terms of its uh, insanity. And, and led by uh, the moron of the uh, of, of, of the uh, Western part of the United States, and he might even uh, carry that title further than that. I thought um, you were going to say as the of the Western world. <laughs> could, you know what? I, I, I'm going to amend that and say that. Uh, but Gavin Newsom has finally released his plan. I, I hope all our audience is sitting down, or at least in a car. Um, his plan to transform California's San Quentin prison, which is a site of death row, is a site of death row, meaning San Quentin is not a halfway house. San Quentin is a maximum security prison, has been for years. You know, movies made of it and all oh, yeah. that. Well, yeah. he has a new plan to turn uh, San Quentin into pretty much a spa-like rehabilitation center. Hmm. These are some of the highlights of the report. Please. They want to slash prison population to improve living conditions and make it less dehumanizing. Well, let's start right there. In order to do, which I will continue to read from this, to do what they want to do, they're going to have to release half the prisoners hmm. in order to do what they want to do. Now, uh, just as a... As a um, as a, uh, uh, an illustration of uh, which we all know about having criminals on the streets. Just this past week, our favorite city in Oakland um, had a police officer, Officer Lee, uh, assassinated by three, mm -hmm. three thugs. One of them who had just been on put on pro, uh, released on probation for having yeah. killed someone else. So that's what this oh, is going to be. So me. half of your maximum security prison are going to be released. In, um, 
in order to do the following that I'm going to read. They want to defund the Department of Corrections. What's like defunding the police? Who's going to watch these folks at this uh, country club, what it seems like it's going to do? They're going to add a restorative justice program. They're going to permanently shut down death row and replace it with dignified housing. They want to give every prisoner a private cell. No roommates or bunk beds, which will require, again, significantly reducing the population. They're estimating half. Bring life in prison as close as possible to live living outside the prison. Now, what's the point of that? If, if you're in prison, you have been taken out of society, right? Are you supposed to live just exactly the same way in as out? except there are walls on the outside. It, this is this is staggeringly bizarre. Anyway, they wanted to become a recognize the impacts of trauma and ensure the physical and emotional safety of all staff and incarcerated individuals. So it will no longer feel or look like a prison. Uh, dangerous and violent felons will be made to feel as if they're in the outside world in a happy, pleasant environment and no one will hurt their feelings. So this goes on, and and uh, you know Newsom has plans uh, to to this 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 is what this is what they want to do. So you you combine this with all these Soros, including Oakland, Los Angeles County, uh, not Oakland, but the uh, San Mate um, Alameda County and Los Angeles County, and all these counties that have Soros-backed uh, DAs. Uh, right. This 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 only will add oh. to lawlessness, crime, and anarchy in the name of, 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 as we've talked before, of doing good and thinking you're doing good. Yeah, yeah. Philip, you, you sent me the information, and uh, forgive me, I did not have the time to read through the entire magnum opus, the 150 page report uh that uh, really uh, yeah i was busy too i didn't do that <laughs> yeah that really that really spells out a lot in details now i'm, I'm going to be candid having worked on skid row uh for a year uh giving drama classes and bible studies down there that's known as the nickel by the way in los angeles and i would drive down every morning and after picking up uh, heroin needles in the alleyway and so forth, meet with the homeless there at the Los Angeles Mission. Uh, obviously, I have a uh, an on-hands concern uh, for what's happening. And so in these prisons, I am literally all for the mental health and drug rehabilitation programs that they are uh, attempting to do. But, but, but really, here's a classic case in point. They're going to put Band-Aids on it, make the environs a little better, et cetera, et cetera. And that toxic nexus between mental health and drug use, which is really lethal, and the cause for most of our homeless people by far, isn't being profoundly addressed, particularly because of the money they're taking away uh, that's going to be necessary for it. So somehow the whole, the whole program just seems convoluted to me. But then again, it's coming out of the mind of 
uh, the California state legislature led by none other than Gavin Newsom. So I, I guess we should not expect any sense of clarity or sense of proportion in this proposal. No, no. And and and, and you're right. You know, pr- pr- prison serves two functions, I believe. One, it gets you out of society. It gets you out of society because you have broken rules. You have committed serious crimes to be in San Quentin and there are various, you know, Folsom. There's various other prisons in this state and any state that are maximum security and you're there for a reason. Now, I also think uh, that uh, uh, prisons should also prepare um, uh, uh, prisoners for uh, you know, uh, re-entering society and and, uh, give them some skills and things. I I have nothing, I have nothing wrong with that. And, but as you said too, uh, the mental health and drug rehabilitation, I I see nothing necessarily wrong with that either. But what you're saying is a bandaid. It, it, it really is a bandaid. Um, so, so it, and, and it, the word you used was great. It's convoluted. It's all bass backwards. You know, it just, it just, yeah. They, yeah. They, they don't think we've talked about this. Leftists never think about the ramifications of what they want to impose on the rest of us. Mm-hmm. They have ideas in their head. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll just do this. But they never think beyond the, 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 the end of their nose. Here's, here's another quick, quick uh, California theory. I mentioned that though, a week or so, a week ago, that, uh, you know, with a $68 billion deficit in this state, uh, as we said, as I said last week, they, they, they have just decided we're going to have um, uh, the state, meaning me, the tax, I, the taxpayer, we're going, we're going to uh, provide free um, health care to illegal immigrants. That's what I talked about last week. But here's the kicker. So so we have to we're 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 broke and doing this. Here's yes. what's also in that little bill gender affirming care as part of its benefits package meaning that any random person from anywhere in the world because you know with our border now you can come from anywhere no questions asked right you come across our porous border and get a free sex change operation and gender affirming care at my expense i the taxpayer so you can come from uh, you can come from Swaziland and come and get your breasts removed. There you go. That again, led by not only uh, Gavin Newsom, but also led by our our uh, 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 de- demented and perverted friend Scott Weiner, and he is very proud of this. <laughs> oh, so, Philip, so this I'm, is two, I'm, I'm, I gave you a shotgun blast. Yeah, I'm laughing. This was two because... for one. I'm laughing because having made a movie in Swaziland, and it was the first time I looked around and saw about a hundred bare-breasted women. Believe me, nobody is going to be interfering with their sexuality. I can assure you. I hope not. <laughs> They're proud <laughs> of it, that's, and uh, that's their business, right? And and the Swazis were some of the most beautiful uh, people I have ever met. It's been a whale of a week, Philip. I guess the. Uh, one of the primary highlights was uh, just finding out the other day the Supreme Court is going to take up Colorado, Colorado's decision to kick Trump off its primary ballot. And let's hope with that, the outcome of that, that all that's going on in Maine and elsewhere will just fade away. I, I think so. I mean, 
I'm just glad that they did it. But our main focus of the week continues to deal with a story that won't go away again because of its endless ripples, were, which were not really thought about or looked at carefully. At the center, of course, of it is, again, Dr. Claudine Gay, uh, who has stepped do you down. Use the term, do you use the term doctor with quotes around it? <laughs> because of, because of her stellar scholarship, I'm sorry. Formerly I, I, the president, I, I interrupted. You. Yeah, no, me. no, please. Formerly the president of Harvard, uh, and now she'll slip into a teaching profession at nine hundred thousand dollars a year there. But this whole uh, exposure that's taken place of the rot that is going on at the very top of our elite uh, academic institutions also includes the wealth that is pouring into these schools from, well, let's just call them terrorist welcoming nations that at the same time want to support these elite institutions. And we're wondering why hundreds, if not thousands, and indeed there are thousands of students that are out there and screaming at the top of their lungs, uh, no more Israel from uh, from the river to the sea. Tell us more about uh, uh, the topic of the week, Philip, please. Well, for the last 20 years, more than 20, 30 years, I think, uh, um, foreign countries, uh, in particular, uh, Middle East countries, and in particular, particular, uh, Qatar or Qatar, depending upon how uh, one one says it, uh, which, 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 happens it's an oil country in the middle east right and but it also happens to be the home of of the uh, hamas leadership so 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 the uh, uh, qatar uh, plays a plays a double game you know they, right they, they, and and yet they have been funding for hundreds of millions of dollars over the last 30 years to uh, various not various many american universities uh, and uh, you know, which it's the old it's the old saw. Uh, you know, money talks, and uh, when you give a lot of money uh, uh, to say an institution, a college, uh, or a university, um, you know, it's the old thing. Uh, jump, and uh, the university says how high, and that's the way, and that's the way this is going. And which I believe it's certainly not the only reason, but this kind of foreign anti-Israeli anti-Jewish money, it just adds to the absolute corrupt uh, aspect of all mm-hmm. American universities. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the American universities have become corrupt in every form, uh, with DEI taking money, as we are just talking about now, from enemies of not only our country, but of many of their students and faculties, i.e. Jews. They have also taken over the years of taking uh, loans and shoving it onto the government and not, you know, lending the money to students themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so Joe Biden mm-hmm. can say, well, you don't have to pay that, even though the Supreme Court said you can't do that. And they have obviously become the hotbeds of anti-Semitism. But there's a very particular, interesting, um, uh, specific uh, um, a fallout from uh, uh, Cotter's, uh, Cotter's money. Yeah. Listen to this. Qatar owns 100% 
not 90, not 40, 100% of the intellectual property generated by researchers at Texas A&M's campus in Doha, Doha being the capital of, mm-hmm. um, of, of, of uh, Qatar. Yeah. The, the details is the contract between the Arab state and this American college, which states that's the, that the Qatar Foundation run by the Qatari government, quote, shall own the entire right, title, an interest in all technology and intellectual property developed at Texas A&M's Cotter campus. Mm. Now, it's not particularly uh, out, out, out unheard of. Yale, for example, owns all of the IP generated at Yale. But Yale's not harboring, as we said, they're not harboring the, the leaders of Hamas. So, so, and, 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 but, but, but Texas A&M, hey, you give us the money. Hey, we'll put a campus there. Hey, whatever you want, you can own it all. You want to talk, you want to talk about treason. I don't know. The word just happened to pop, pop into my head of, of, of deep research done by your university and just giving it away and having, having, having an enemy of, of, uh, our Jewish yeah. Uh, yeah. population, uh, own it and control it and do what they will with it. And this is this is stuff, by the way, that can be deal. You can deal with nuclear. Uh, this this is this this is technology. This is serious technology. This isn't this isn't this isn't, um, uh, you know, English lit and writing. You know, I mean, that's not what it is. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. so this and by the way, this has all been shrouded in, in from from the public, all of this stuff, and in fact, so much of the money coming from the the Middle East, all the money coming to all these um, these corrupt universities, it's not out front. They all, it's like you know, it's like the Hunter Biden thing. You know, you, if you're getting money from China and you're gonna and you're funneling it to Dad, you do it through these. Um, you know, these LLCs where the money gets laundered, where you don't trace it. That's what these right. universities are doing. It's very difficult for these universities, uh, for, 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 for the, for the press or the public to just look at something and say, Oh, this is where the money's coming from. You got to do yeah, some yeah. real, really deep diving to do you, that. You, you, so you this would, is just part and parcel yeah. of the whole thing. So go ahead, please. No, you just, you would think that there would have to be absolute transparency that every penny that comes in from a foreign entity has got to be recorded and out there, accessible. I mean, these are public institutions. You know, our kids go there. We pay for it, you know. And uh, And By the the way, you just said public. Not only public college at Texas A&M being one, but Harvard is a private university. But nowadays, it's been going on for 50 years, private universities get government funding as well, which I don't believe in. I don't believe that should be the case. However... If we, the U.S. government, is giving uh, money to these universities, to pick up on your point, absolutely, we should. It should be transparent. We should know what the, what the hell's our money going to and for. Yeah, there are a few of the colleges like Hillsdale and uh, other religious uh, institutions and universities and colleges around the country that they just won't take uh, money from the feds because they know it comes with strings attached. That's you know. It, and and uh, uh, you, you know, the, I think there's a reason. And forgive me for 
a waxing biblical, as is my one, Philip, as you know, but you know, I'm reminded of the scripture, money is the root of all evil. It may not be evil per se, I think that's the reason for the specificity, but it is the root, and when literally billions of dollars are being poured in to our institutions from foreign entities, that money is totally corruptive and coercive in nature. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, there's, 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 there's something else going on. Uh, I, I want to bring up our our esteemed Dr. Claudine Gay again. Please. And, and not just dealing with her, but dealing with a lot of the pushback from the left saying, oh, that's just racist. You're oh, racist. Yeah. You're oh, racist. Yeah. You know, which is which is the cheapest, easiest thing to do. You know, someone you, if someone disagrees with you, boom, you're a racist. Conversation. Yep, that's over. it. But, yeah, right. Okay. Oh, oh well, I'm sorry. I, I I must be racist, so I'll go home now. No, but this is but this yeah. this came out this week in uh, in relation to Ms. Gay, which which I'm 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 we're talking about this in order to put uh put to bed the lie about uh that she has been attacked because she's black. There right. is a uh, a former law professor uh and Harvard graduate uh, his name is Winkfield Twyman Jr. Now there's a name. Um, <laughs> it's a great name, Winkfield uh -oh. Twyman Jr. I'd love to meet the guy. Right out um, of a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, can you imagine a screenwriter saying, oh, "Let's see, I know what I'll call him. I'll call him Winkfield Twyman Jr." But but no, but he, uh, I, we 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 just but he's uh, he 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 did something really interesting. He he wrote an article. In right. Newsweek magazine, and saying that gay, claiming that gay has made a career out of disrupting black male scholars at Harvard. Mm -hmm. Now, when she was when she was dean before she right. became the president, um, it, his piece his his piece says Claudine Gay made a career of attacking black scholars. Don't defend her for being black. Suggests. That's the article suggesting that she has uh, has has um, made attacks that are racial herself and wrong. And then two two major incidents or examples rather, um, th there was um, at the uh, at when she was dean of the college, she terminated a a black um, faculty uh, uh, member, uh, mm -hmm. Ronald S. Sullivan Jr. Mm -hmm. Professor Sullivan, uh, a graduate of Morehouse College and Harvard Law, was the first, listen to this, first black faculty dean of a house in the history of Harvard. Wow. And she fired him. Mm -hmm. Now, why? Yeah. He, this is what, his offense was he deigned to represent Harvey Weinstein, the disgraced movie uh, producer that we're all, you know, yes, yes, as, of course. As, as, as an act of moral conscience, since we are all entitled to legal representation. And so he did that because of what the law is. Everyone is entitled to it. But this went against the the ideal ideology right. of Harvard going back to the to the corruption, the thorough corruption and ideologically driven universities. So mm -hmm. this man, a, 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 a first, a Harvard first, first dean of, 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 a, of, of a house in, in, in Harvard. Well, let's get rid of him because, because 
although he was doing his civic duty, it was, it was, you know, Harvey Weinstein, which we all know is sort of gross and disgusting, but yeah. he, 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 he chose to represent him. And then he did another one. There was a guy who she got rid of again, an economics professor, Roland G. Fryer Jr. This guy was amazing. He was a top black professor at Harvard, got tenured at 30 years old. Sweet. And he was, and he was not a, uh, a diversity hire. He right. was, he overcame all kinds of hardship and tr- childhood deprivation mm-hmm. and he worked his butt off to, and he joined the faculty to become the second youngest professor ever to be awarded tenure at Harvard and blaze a trail of distinction. He's in economics. He's in economics. Right. If I, if right, I didn't right. say that winning all kinds of, uh, um, fellowship awards. Now, she threw him out too. There were she threw various, she she threw him out right. She threw him out as dean. Yes, before yeah. she was president. Uh, yeah, th- th- there were vague, uh, unsubstantiated uh, uh, accusations that he made some uh, sexual jokes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we got to yeah. get rid of him, right? Yeah. So that oh, was yeah. anti-woman. So it made him anti-woman. So in. You know, this goes back to what I talk about all the time. With the left, it has nothing to do with feminism. It has nothing to do with racism. It all has to do with leftist ideology. Right. So he, right. these right. two gentlemen, went against the ideological position of gay and Harvard. And, and it's DEI you know, offices about, and you know, all of that stuff. Right. Right? And we're all talking about academic freedom. These guys didn't have freedom. These guys were bounced for nothing. Yeah. This, this, now, is, this, yeah. this is the, the wonderful Claudine Gay. Yeah, beautiful that you brought this to our attention. Is that article uh, from which you were referring, uh, is, uh, and just, I'm sorry, for clarity, is that a black author too or not? Oh, um. I will look him up right now. Why don't, why don't you, uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't, why don't well, you give I, me yeah, some comments I, and I'll check hey, him right I'll, now. I'll, I'll give you some comments. I'll tell you, we're glad that Claudine is gone. And while you're checking on that, I'll tell you, we still have got Sally Kornbluth, uh, who, by the way, Philip, and you know this, and some of our listeners do, three days ago, January the 3rd, she uh, buoyantly, joyfully announced, uh, and this may have been an way of uh, uh, her compensation, the new hiring of MIT's latest diversity expert, the Vice President of Equity and Inclusion, uh, I don't know, VIPI or VIPI or something, I guess is the acronym, V-P-E-I. So now imagine this, MIT currently has an Institute Community and Equity Officer, an ICO, who is described as a thought leader on the subjects of community equity, inclusion, and diversity. And this I, is... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, re- I read that as resident Nazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm calling them the diversity czars. But this is that's right, right yeah. out of ICO's official description. And the equity czar will implement MIT's strategic action plan for belonging, achievement, and composition, which we're not talking about uh, a literature here. We're talking about a diversity again. And of course, this is going to assure that every academic discipline at MIT will have, and these are the words right out of 
Larry Miles' representation of underrepresented graduate students, faculties, uh, postdocs, and undergraduates, and everything else. So here's Sally Kornbluth. She's going nowhere for now. And if anything, she is digging in deeper. So it is time, much like we have had happen at the University of Pennsylvania and Harvard uh, for its donors at MIT, uh, its educators, and other thought leaders to say, we've had enough. It is time for Sally Kornbluth to resign. You know what they're doing? You know, they, they, they love to use this thing, the underrepresented, you know, black, uh, uh, gay, Asian. They love to, you know, they, they love to, to, to have, a, you know, the, the victim du jour. And, and, but yeah. you know what? As we've talked about before, less and less and less and less Jewish yeah. Oh, yeah. people are being, uh, uh hired uh, on a faculty level or as students. So, now, why aren't they an underrepresented? They are becoming more underrepresented than any of these other special groups. But Miss Cornbluth and the other frauds, it, it's it's different, right? Some have their little rules about who is underrepresented and who needs that that hand up. By the way, that Roland Fryer who got fired never needed. He made it on his own. And, you know, that's another rap they make at Clarence Thomas. They said, well, he got there through through uh, through affirmative action, which is a lie. He got through, he got where he got on his own, coming from an extremely modest uh, childhood. But they can't modest, deal with yeah. that. They, they, yeah. they, they can't, they can't deal. The left, uh, and in this instance, the heads of these supposed universities cannot deal with 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 true uh, merit and 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 uh, and, and it, it 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 just it just smells from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, Philip, I am going to go ahead now, and I'm going to pivot and uh, leave this uh, riff of mine uh, right in your capable hands uh, for a response before you go on to your uh, PS. And in a way, Philip, what it is, it, it's, it's an anecdotal observation that highlights, excuse me, the, uh, the potential craziness of much of the DEI ripples, the DEI implementation that's going on in academia and the corporate boardrooms and throughout also the medical community, which is affecting our leading hospitals around the country. And the case in point is this, and I know it's anecdotal, but I think it speaks volumes. Boom. IU Health, the largest healthcare provider in the state of Indiana. By the way, its president makes last year $5.6 million. Not bad for somebody in medicine. Anyway, they've hired a, a new DEI czar recently. And she's in place, of course, to promote a safe and a diverse and a nourishing workplace for everyone. So last week, I go into IU North for a nuclear stress test to see how the old ticker is doing. And by the way, IU North in Carmel is one of the toniest cities and toniest hospitals around. Fabulous facility. I walk on the ground floor into the information desk. I'm pointed to what I thought was a waiting area with numerous kiosks. Indeed, I walked over to one and after going through 30 steps, was able to sign in. Over in the corner, there was a person standing 
had a scowl on the face. I suddenly realized that they had a name badge, and lo and behold, they were the greeter of that kiosk area to help if you were having any trouble or just to greet you, welcome, please proceed, etc. And as I was wrapping up, this individual came over and said, you done? I said, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. And I walked away. And uh, next thing you know, I'm sitting down and he's back in his corner, same, same uh, grumpy look on his face. And all of a sudden, I, I just after waiting for several minutes, I said, excuse me, is, is, there, is there a restroom close by? He walked toward me and said, yep, down the hall and to your right. I said, thank you, sir. And with that, thank you, sir. This individual nearly jumped out of his shoes, barked in a loud, condemnatory voice, I am not a sir, I am a ma'am. Uh, oh, oh, he groaned. I'm so sorry, I said, and I went down to the restroom with my heart racing after this verbal assault. Now, you want to talk. And I, you this is a greeter. This is a greeter, right? <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine. And I guess this is how the new equity, diversion, inclusions are, thinks that they are creating a safe environment for their patients by hiring a morose, vindictive trans activist who is accosting people for misidentifying them. And here's the question, Philip. How was I to know? How was I to know he or she had, you know, sort of asexual attire on it? I, I, I think of it as the Ellen DeGeneres look, the white shirt, the long tie, sans the vest, but he had long hair. Kind of looked like I did in my hippie days in the '60s, and or one out of one of those, you know, the Mike Myers movies, Wayne World or Austin Powers, where he had the long hair. And what? Well, I did concede uh, that. He did his, her, or zeer, or they, or their, their hairdo, whatever it is, in short banks in the front. Nothing unlike a Myers look. It was a man's face. His voice was as low as mine. And in spite of his wearing flats, which I only noticed when he nearly jumped out of them, I guess, Philip, I should have intuited that our greeter was female and obligingly address him accordingly to maintain a safe and harmonious workplace for everyone. What think you, Philip? Well, first of all, it's not, it's not a she. It, it's not a she. It's a he. This is the yes. game they play. And it was, it was also illustrated. I've seen some other videos. It was illustrated uh, a week or so ago that uh, some, 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 I guess some semi TV personality or something like that who was in this, into this trans thing. Was that a, was that a, um, a, 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 a desk at Delta Airlines? And the video picks up with him telling the representative, this black fella, and there was, a, I guess, a woman there too, slightly out of camera range. He said, he just started attacking the guy because you 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 misgendered me. You misgendered me, and the guy said, "Well, if I misgendered, I'm sorry. You know, I apologize." And, yeah, but no, but I But yeah. and the guy and the guy off camera says, "But she she didn't. She did it on purpose." You know, this kind this kind of um, oh, yeah. Yeah. purposeful confrontation. 
And what was great about the representative from uh, Delta Airlines at, at this place, he said, listen, he said, I apologized. He said, um, uh, you know, um, you know, if you keep attacking with this, I have the power within my job to have you taken out of the airport. And if you don't stop, I will. And he did, meaning he didn't back down. My point being, mm. this person that you dealt with, it, it, it's, they're, they're, it, it's bizarre because they are, there's such a defensiveness about it that I'm, I am now a woman. Okay, sure, you're a woman. You claim to be a woman. And, and that if someone missed, it, it's almost like they're laying in wait to ambush you. I can't wait for someone to say, sir, oh, because then I'm going to give them, you know what I mean? It's, it's part well, of a and, game. Yeah. It's part of a game they play of how, how many people today are, uh, are going to misgender me and I'm going to be able to jump down their throat and feel superior to them. That's the game. And, and as I said earlier, this, you know, we go to hospitals and doctors many times because there might be something wrong with us or we're fearful something is wrong with us. And this is about the last thing we need is an yeah, ambush well, and, and some yeah, fool, yeah, con yeah. you know, uh, uh, yeah. uh, con confronting us in, in that manner and also with the title of greeter. That's uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. but, I but mean, the hospital I'm, is doing, but the hospital is doing their, their DEI thing, I guess. That's uh, correct. That is yeah. correct. And the implications of it and its coercive nature that is put on all of us and God bless this individual. No harm should ever come to him. No, we don't have to be disparaging in our nature. But guess what? We can call the truth as we see it. And the truth of the matter is, when I said thank you, sir, his gender was not even on my radar. I just had to take a leak. And it's no wonder that my pressure, blood pressure, by the time I got in there, was off the charts. It was not a safe, harmonious, nourishing workplace. And I would encourage, whether it's the corporate board, academia, hey, you're going to do these hires? You know something? A really basic, a psychological profile might be in order, number one. Number two, you might want to discuss with supposedly these people who are greeting the public, what it really means to have gracious smile and an open heart and a concern for them rather than an, an absolute indulgence, narcissistic in your own identity. It's just, it's not among what is sane and true, Philip. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, get us on Broadway. Let's Let's do a quick switch here if you want right before we kind of wrap up the show please philip please uh you know being that you and i uh for better or worse have been in show business for many years and so every now and it, then, it's uh, been better for you not necessarily for uh, well me. it's better for better it's for better for worse for everybody even people who've had success there there have been the uh, this Yo, is not a great this is this is a tough business as we absolutely, all know absolutely but uh but uh you know we we, we obviously like to uh check in uh for our, with our listeners uh to uh to provide uh, uh some maybe insight into what's going on in our professional world uh 
um, you know, with the crime uh-huh. in New York, uh, yeah. with, uh, you know, DAs letting people out, with the flooding of the city, with illegal immigrants, which is making the mayor who, uh, it's, a, it's a sanctuary city, don't forget, um, blame Texas, send them back to Texas, like Texas, right. like they came, like they came from Texas. That's the funny thing. But anyway, um, uh, the city has gotten so bad. And we've also, and we've already talked about thousands of New York City police leaving. They, boom, I'm done. They're gone. Thousands. Yep. Yep. Um, Broadway shows are reportedly, I'm reading this from Breitbart, uh, mm-hmm. are reportedly taking a financial hit as tourists from the suburbs are being, are increasingly avoiding New York due to uh-huh. high levels uh-huh. of crime. Yes. New York metro area suburbanites accounted for a mere 14% of all overall Broadway uh, ticket sales in the uh, 2022-23 season, the lowest number on record in 23 years the Broadway League has tracked such data. Now, uh, you know, the the suburbs, folks from the suburbs pour into New York to see Broadway shows and, and people who've flown in to spend time in New York from different parts of the country. So to have it down to a mere fourteen percent is 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 a disaster. Half the suburbanites who have not returned to Broadway cited quote concerns about safety unquote as the primary mm-hmm. reason they see fewer shows, according to a survey by a particular marketing group. Mm-hmm. Slightly more than forty percent of suburbanites reportedly agreed with the statement quote I traveled. I traveled, excuse me, to Manhattan for pleasure less often than I did in 2019, unquote. And this has nothing to do with, uh, with, uh, uh, COVID. Now, COVID, crime, yeah. as we know, crime, c- crime has had a tremendous mm-hmm. spike in New York with the, with the, uh, uh, in general, just because, uh, criminals are allowed to run free anymore, as we know. And that uh, also in addition to the bus, bus loads of, uh, of, uh, illegal, uh, uh, aliens uh, that are being thrown into the city. So, so you know, there's a price yeah. to be paid. There yeah. is a price to be paid. And ultimately, this price is borne by folks who are our colleagues. If there are less and less shows, there's le- there is less and less work for our colleagues and talented singers, dancers, actors, uh, prop people, orchestra. Sec- you know, this is our business. And yeah. this effect that the, 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 this has a direct effect on our colleagues in our business. Yeah. Yeah. It, cer- it certainly does. And, uh, you know, uh, there is definitely a, a causal relationship. And regardless of whose statistics you're hearing, crime is up, crime is down. What we do know is crime is wanton, that it can happen at any time. And its numbers can be, uh, a couple of, uh, punk kids who, uh, you know, were basically harassing that actor in Hollywood the other day who got out of the car to defend his car. And the next thing you know, and of course, people are saying, well, he he threw the first punch. I don't know. All I know is I saw six punks around him beating the crap out of them. Do you know what I'm talking about? With, his, with his little girl in the car. Yeah, exactly. This was a, bun- this was a bunch of creeps. Uh, it yeah. wasn't two or three guys. It was a bunch of creeps on uh, on little motorcycles. Yeah, who, who, which were who, who, illegal. 
That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and, and this wasn't lost. This was Beverly Hills. Oh, and okay. I, what's okay. surprising about it being it in Beverly Hills is Beverly Hills Police Department doesn't put up with any crap. It must uh, uh, apparently it happened. Uh, uh, I saw some video that it happened yeah. so you know it so so fast. You know. Yeah. But so yeah, this is yeah. this is the fear that uh, everyone is concerned about, uh, and b- because lawlessness has just become so uh, wanton and aberrant and. You know, again, the revolving door that takes place. But if Newsom has his way, I'm sure the new country club at San Quentin will uh, will just solve the problem. Don't you think so? It'll solve. It'll solve everything, as as all all good leftists do. If you just do what I insist, everything will be peachy keen. Uh, which is, uh, you know, nonsense, as we as we very well know. Listen, I want to go out on a a a, 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 a positive note. I, Please, uh, I've, I've mentioned uh, you and our listeners know that I am extremely uh, uh, have the greatest respect for the uh, conserv- black conservative right. By the way, Mister Mister uh, Twinkman, Mister oh, I, I I lost his name. He is definitely a black man. Yes, Twinkman. Oh yeah, um, good, good, good. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Ha- Harvard eighty three. Um, oh, nice, nice. Thank Shel- you. Shelby Steele being a, a black conservative writer yeah. and thinker, intellectual, tremendous. His son, Eli, uh, is 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 also in his own right, a terrific uh, documentarian. And uh, he has been on X Twitter um, really, really going after uh, not only Claudine Gay, but the, the people who are defending her, going back to what we were talking about before, that the, the easiest thing is, well, you're all racist. Okay. This is a quote that, I, that he, um, he put on, uh, on X the other day, and mm-hmm, it, it mm-hmm, struck mm-hmm. me. He said, one of the earliest lessons in life that I learned was never use your race as an excuse. That also applied to my deafness. He was born tremendously hard of hearing and wears one of those things. Uh, I can never remember the name, but that Rush Limbaugh used to wear. But this is, he says, that also applied to my deafness. People who had lived under segregation drilled that into me. There was nothing more shameful than using race as a crutch. Mm. It was a defeat of sorts. And for them, the Claudine Gays of the world belong to the tribe of the weak. W E A K. That's mm. Eli mm. Eli Steele, and I think uh, mm. I, I I will I will leave it at that. His own words. Yeah, yeah. excellent, excellent. And uh, this is the son, of course, of the great Shelby Steele. And yes, for the and for those from the Harvard board and. Harvard Corp that uh, are demanding that a black woman be uh, the new president of Harvard. Um, I can think of a half a dozen outstanding black women who would serve that position well, uh, but I don't think they have a, uh, you know, a provenance of plagiarism. I don't think they have a provenance of firing their black outstanding colleagues so maybe because they don't fit Harvard's current world view, the really talented who merit it might not even be considered. And uh, 
This ideology, is, baby, all the way down the line. It's yeah, all yeah. about the ideology. Yeah, it, it, it's just uh, remarkable. And, of course, when that imprint is so obdurate, theirs were true diversity, true inclusion, and equitable opportunities for everyone goes out the window. All right, my <laughs> friends, that is it. I thank you, Philip, for that positive note. But there it is, the old school bell reminding us that it is um, time to wrap it up. So again, what, regardless of what is going on in this crazy, topsy-turvy world of ours, we live in a great country because it is a free country. Let's keep it that way, and we've got a lot to be thankful for. I'm thankful for you, Philip, and for you, dear listener, we are thankful. So till we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and... Philip Charles Mackenzie. Inviting you to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right. <laughs>